We're doing it and doing it and doing it well. Doing it and doing it and doing it well. Is it well or wild? Mm, I thought it was I wild. I think it's doing it well. You sure? I will look it up. Someone's going to correct know, us, so you, you know, need to be. Do you know who that song is by? Yeah, of course, man. Mm, what is it? Don't. I'm. Listen, I am. My fingers are faster than yours, which mm, I don't know. <laughs> so you looked it up too? Is that what you're saying? Yes, but I just realized that that sounded bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's doing it and doing it and doing it well. Okay. I represent Queen. She was raised out in Brooklyn. Oh, right, right, right. Who sings the song? Stop looking at your computer. Hold on. I'm not. Actually, I... I No, stop. Furiously tried to type and got the wrong Google results. And (laughs) hold on. Let me tell you what I got. You're also a slow typer. I got dual wield in Urban Dictionary. Dual wield? What does that mean? Yeah, and something about Aussie hip-hop. Simultaneously penetrate both... All right, (gasps) never mind. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Those slow fingers. (laughs) Closing Urban Who Dictionary. <laughs> Who is the person behind That is LL this? Cool J. Ooh, did I get it? Yes! When you said, when you did the rest of the song or the rest you of the knew. refrain, that's when it clicked. Represent Queen. She was raised out in Brooklyn. I need around the way, girl. That's the one for me. Oh, now you look really confused. I don't know. I don't know what that's about. I don't <laughs> that's remember that. Part is that of part it? of that song? Okay. Well, I'm Francesca. <laughs> I'm Patrick. And this is Last Name Basis from Brick Radio. We four corners in a triangle. Why we keep it 100 tie optional? With a person from a dance to acting on the screen. You know who it is, man. It's Jessica Lee. He's a lawyer. She's an activist. And you're tuning to them live. This is Last Name Basis. You ready? Yeah. Okay. So, friend, you were going to tell me something? Or no, you, no, no, no. You refused to tell me. No, Patrick. But now you're on the spot, so you really do have to tell me. No, wait. No, no, no. Yes. Here's the thing. We have a list that we use to help us with the flow of the pod. I know some of y'all like to think that we just come up with this stuff off the top of our heads, but we do have laptops here in the stud. And under goings on about Brooklyn, Patrick has Fran is so bougie. And there's nothing else there. That's it. That's the whole segment. And I thought, what could he possibly be bringing onto the show for this segment? Meaning you couldn't narrow it down enough. (laughs) 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 Because most of your life is lived in this bougie manner. No, no, no. But I was saying on our walk here that I had something I wanted to tell him about, but I was... Nervous, nervous that it would be used against you in the bougie corner. Because <laughs> I didn't want it. So now you're obligated to tell us. It's going on about Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, what the hell is going on in Brooklyn? I put this on the list like a few weeks ago. You were leaving the studio. We were both leaving the studio. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And it was like there was a slight chill in the air. It was a sunny day. It was particularly warm. We're a block away from the train that takes us right to our doorstep practically. It doesn't take us too hard. And Fran goes, Fran goes, I think I'm going to call it Uber. It's like we are right here at the train. The train is actually faster than an Uber from the studio to our apartment. It was very cold that day. It was ridiculous. It was very cold that day, and I neglected to wear the proper shoes because it was warm when we left the house. (laughs) When we were leaving the— four steps from the train. I know, but I was— Fran was like, Fran was like, I'm going to call a helicopter. (laughs) There's wind today. It's like, what is wrong with you? Patrick was like, you're going to call a helicopter? Like, he was so (laughs) mad. And I was like, I'm not— 
actually calling an Uber. I was just saying I wanted to. No, you were I, about to I, call I the Uber. I didn't call one. I wasn't going to. Right. I thought about it. It was very cold. Sometimes I do miss having a car because you can just hop right in it, and it is actually cold in the subway station. And, you know, I will say I haven't been doing the best job of judging the weather patterns. The weather has been very strange. This winter-spring mm -hmm. transition mm -hmm. has been very difficult. Mm -hmm. And so many a time I have left the house. This is all in defense of your I, laziness, I your bouginess. What are you doing next weekend? Just, I'm just curious. Just, do you have any plans or anything? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> why don't you, you tell us what we're doing? What, okay. what you're doing next? First weekend. of all, my therapist suggested. <laughs> <laughs> I like the big disclaimer. My therapist said to do this. My therapist mm -hmm. suggested that I treat myself mm -hmm. before. May, when my book tour starts, and May is going to be a very busy month for me. I don't know if you know that I have a book coming out called Well That Escalated Quickly. I think, I think I've heard of it. Um, you have to say it, Well That Escalated Quickly. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm sure some people were confused. They were like, wait, is that the same book? You said it differently. Um, Tell us where you're going next weekend. Next weekend, I am going to Miami for three days to stay at a spa. <laughs> so you're taking a three-day weekend. Yes. All spent at a spa. I'm going to be at a spa for three days, and I'm going because I have a lot of stress in my life, mm -hmm. and I need some self-care. That's good. No, so I have nothing against self-care. Um, I just want to point out that I, I used not miles. To I used spas. miles. I used miles. <laughs> I used miles to pay for my flight, mm -hmm. and I am a member of the Marriott Rewards Club. Because I go to so many hotels mm. for speaking gigs. Right. Oh, right. For work. And yeah. so I use. I go to so many spas. <laughs> <laughs> they give me free spas on top no, of the spas. No, I, I am loyal. I get another I am, punch on my spa card. I am loyal about my hotels and about my airlines. And I collected my little points <laughs> and my little miles. And I said, you know what? I am going to <laughs> redeem them for once in my life right. because. I am stressed and I need some time because real talk, book tour stuff is going to happen before you know it. And I'm going to be doing seven dates back to back. I'm going to mm. be zipping all over the country. I'm going to be shaking hands, hugging babies, hand kissing people. No. Really? You no. Kissing people? No, I'm not going to kiss. Okay. I was going to say kiss baby, hug people. Yeah, sure. But I got it backwards. I actually booked it. It's happening. Mm -hmm. I leave next Friday. I'm not going to be on social media. Good for you. You need that. And I'll give so you, you credit. So you literally just sat here. I'll give here. you credit. You give me credit for what? <laughs> I'll give you. <laughs> oh, you look so downtrodden. Give me the credit. <laughs> no, I don't think I'm going to tell you. Anymore. I demand. <laughs> I demand my credit. Okay. You've done a really good job of not being on your phone. Oh, yes. So friend, <laughs> so friend did this, and I'm really, really, very proud of her. Mm, thank you, you, friend. You got an alarm clock, yes, to set up next to the bed yes. so that you could have an alarm, so that you could keep your phone 
in the kitchen or outside of the bedroom yes, tell them. every night when you go to bed. So you don't go to bed scrolling through Twitter and right. Tumblr and mm -hmm. you don't wake up in the middle of the night to scroll through Twitter and you don't do it first thing in the morning. And I have no. to say, we've actually like talked in the morning. One morning. For the first listen. time in a long time. Like, I was like. I have to, I'll admit, it was nice. There was one morning where we woke up and we were talking, we were laying in bed talking and Patrick was like, do you see, do you see what's happening right now? And I was like, what, what's happening? He was like, we're talking. We're talking. It's very nice. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? And you were like, you're not on your phone. And I was like, you know what? You couldn't even just let us enjoy the moment. You had to shade me. But it's okay. Of because course. you know what? I have continued to plug my phone into the kitchen. And I, I'm not proud, okay? I'm not proud <laughs> to say that I need the phone to be in another room yeah. in the house in order for me to stay off of yeah, it. Yeah, it's an addiction. It is an addiction, but it's really hard because it's not just like a normal addiction. It's like play and work. And so right. like I'm on my phone for entertainment purposes, but I also want to know like I it's so bad, babe. Like I check the Goodreads reviews on the book compulsively. Sure. And it makes me it. anxious. Every single time I go on there, I'm like, oh, another another person read and reviewed the book. Like I wonder what they said, you know? And mm -hmm. then and then someone said something kind of mean. And I just got like worried about it and then I just started feeling bad and then I just was like, oh, I don't want to do anything. And then I realized like I have to break this cycle. Like this is not making me feel good. Yeah. And I do it right before bed and then all of a sudden before I know it, it's midnight and I just have done nothing and nothing I've looked at has made me feel good. Yeah. And I'm no. people are saying even it if I don't respond. It doesn't make you feel good. Social media saying, generally does not. Yeah. People are saying like mean things about me and I have done you have to give me credit. I've done a really good job of like not engaging with that stuff. I've really you have. You've gotten much really better. stepped away from it and I feel so much better. And I just realized that the phone and the internet were just making me feel really bad. And I have to say, it feels really nice to just go to sleep and not think about any of that stuff. It is also really weird because I don't think I'm used to the sound of the alarm clock. So a few times it's gone off and you've been like, wake up. And I'm like, why? What's happening? Because I don't I don't recognize the sound. You're like, is there a Twitter feud going on right now? <laughs> Who's getting Where's dragged? my phone? <laughs> okay, well, thank you for giving me some credit. You deserve it. But still, the truth is, is that while you are having a three-day spa weekend, I will be in our apartment caring for the dogs, and living like a normal ass person. Good, you should do that. <laughs> you need to earn your keep. No. It means that I lie though? Earn it. Oh, okay. All right, Animal Corner. I hate how you introduced that. Animal Corner. Was that bad? <laughs> <laughs> and now, let's move in to the Animal Corner. Animal Corner! This cracked me up, and I, I know it's terrible. And I think we have a few things we're going to talk about today. That you are going to laugh at, even though they're not hate, laughing that I matters. Think are really funny, but and I and I feel bad. I do, but there's this. No, you don't. I do though. I feel for this hamster, who was the support animal of a woman who was trying to board a flight. And make sure you put in there it was Spirit Airlines, and they're yeah, really yeah. the ones that they fall should here. know. Yeah. Um, so Spirit Airlines made her get rid of her. Emotional support animal. Did they make her get rid of it, or they just said she couldn't bring it on? The she plane. couldn't bring it on the on the plane, and I think maybe 
it was a little questionable, but it sounded like they suggested that she flush this hamster down <laughs> the toilet. They suggested it? I don't know. I think that was part of the story. It was a little confusing to me. You should have read the article. I did read the article. It doesn't sound like you did. Well, I read it a couple weeks ago. I'm going to flush you down the toilet. Don't, don't. Don't say that. <laughs> that's not even, that's some bougie shit flushing people down the toilet. Okay, so what happened? So she flushes this emotional support hamster down the toilet. And and I'm sorry, it's not funny for the for the hamster. Like, oh, I feel for the hamster. The article says she did say that the airline rep told her to flush it down so, the toilet. I thought so, see? Anyway, I can't, I mean, it's it's not funny because the hamster suffered. It's funny because... Here this woman is with an animal that's supposed to be emotionally supportive and And then when times get rough, she flushed him. <laughs> she has to flush him. That is to really get on an up. airplane. I mean, it, it said that she was going for medical treatment, so it might have been urgent and she might have been mm-hmm. in a position where she really couldn't miss the flight. Right. But I mean, like, this is like if that's your emotional support animal, flushing it to death is like PTSD. Like that yeah, is Yeah, that's really You know what I would have done? I think I would have <clears> tried <throat> to give the hamster to someone who was leaving the airport. I would go out to the nearest stand Grassy of trees. Knoll? Grassy knoll, huh? What are you going to do? You shoot the hamster? <laughs> <laughs> is that where you kill people in the yes, grassy knoll? The grassy knoll. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. That's... I just thought it was a grassy place. <laughs> it is, technically. Yes. Um, but it's best known for the JFK assassination. Oh, right. right. Oh, God. <laughs> I'd go out to the first grassy knoll, I'd get my gun, and I would shoot that fucking hamster. That's not what I meant. I didn't. I'm sorry. I really didn't know. I didn't know. Oh, cute. Like, thank you. I got it. Um, I got I'm it. a writer. Um, <laughs> so what you would do is you would just go out and set the hamster free. I mean, I wouldn't kill it. I mean, that's a, that is not a merciful way to kill an animal either. Well, to here's, drown it. Here's the thing. Here's what you should do. Get an emotional support fish or maybe a, maybe a little small alligator. Yeah, and but you, then, can't, you, can't bring, you can't bring water through the TSA, though. Yeah, what I'm saying is that when you're forced to flush it, it has a chance. Right, but I'm just saying that, like, she was all the way at the gate. So she couldn't just walk outside the airport and let it go. She was trying to get on the yeah, plane. Maybe, maybe at she that point, time. she I would w- let it go in the airport. <laughs> no. Okay, it's their Here's problem. what I would have done is like you're going to see people leaving the airport. I would have given it to somebody right. it leaving and said, the airport hey, and hamster. just been like, "Hey, here's a hamster." Like I don't even know if you he's want really, it. He's a really supportive hamster he too. He is going to be there for you. He's all kind words. He is But so nice. who's there to support the hamster? Not this person. Oh my god. Well, maybe it'll be like one of those teenage mutant ninja turtle situations. Isn't that how they came to be that somebody put yeah. one in a toilet? They were in the sewers and then some toxic runoff went down there and you know? turned them into so maybe, ninjas. So maybe obviously. this is maybe the hamster's name is Pebbles. Maybe this is Pebbles' origin story mm. and Pebbles is going to come back and save us from this fucked up administration, be fucking fighting crime on we the streets. Maybe her emotional support hamster is going to become the emotional support for all of us. You feel me? Oh, I because like it's it. a superhero. More likely though, it's dead. It's <laughs> I was going to say it'll mutate and then come back for revenge. Oh. I mean, this woman is as good as dead if that thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. actually learns kung fu. Yeah. It's down there training right now. <laughs> yes it is. I have another something for Animal Corner. What's that? 
this is a short and sweet little thing that I found. There is a green-haired turtle. He's called a Mary River turtle, and he is sadly joining the endangered species list. There's something about him that's a little special. He breathes <laughs> out of his genitals. He breathes out of his <laughs> sex machine. Wow. Um, he is like has spiky green little hair. I've seen a picture of this he's guy. Like he's a little, cool. He's a little punk rocker. He's so punk. He's like, I'm not going to fucking breathe out of my face. <laughs> breathe it out of my, my, my little nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Did you read the article? <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't, did you? The animal's like, I'm endangered and I'm breathing through my balls. Like, no, I don't know that he said that, but I just thought it was interesting. Unfortunately, these cute little guys have become so popular as pets mm. that people are scooping them up from little rivers. And oh, that is why they're, they're because they're very cool looking. Mm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I think also because when they're in the water, their breathing kind of looks like a fart. If you want to <laughs> have one of these little <laughs> river turtles as a pet, please do not take it home because there's not enough of them to go around, literally. Yeah. You mentioned this to me previously. Mm-hmm. And and what did you remember what you told me? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> do you do? You clearly remember what you told me. No, I don't. Yeah, you said, my first thought is, what if you have to give it mouth to mouth? Mm, I don't recall that. <laughs> <laughs> what if you have to give it CPR? Mm-hmm. Are you then, are, do you have to then basically give it a blowjob? These are your words. Do you remember this? <laughs> no. I, I don't <laughs> Mrs. <think>, Ramsey. <laughs> did you or did you not? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I've. And my response was. No, no, no. You had you never once it, thought about giving CPR to an animal. First Until of all, you learn no, that's that not it breathes out of its genitals. That's not genitals. true. First of all, first of all, I didn't say that. But if I did, <laughs> if I did, I would have thought about giving Phil and Kaya CPR because I did look up how to give your pet CPR because our dogs are old. Because Phil is ultimately going to choke on some of the shit the way he eats. Because the dogs are old, and like remember when Kaya was having a hard time, and we felt like something was wrong with her. Right. I looked it up. You can give your animals CPR. That said, I do not recall <laughs> saying anything about putting my lips anywhere oh near this river turtle's mouth or balls. <laughs> this was a misleading headline. So the headline read, a Burmese python with a tracking device led Florida officials to a record-breaking sex party. Mm. And I was like... You're going to have a sex party. You better break some records. You need to break some records. You also should probably have a few snakes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's cool. The snake's like, where y'all going? <laughs> I'm going to a sex party. <laughs> I heard the turtle that breathes those genitals is going to be there. <laughs> that's why I'm going. He invited me, actually. Oh, my I'm, God. I'm his plus one. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully by the end of the party they won't be endangered anymore. Ow! Get it? Because they're having it. sex. Yeah. Because it's a sex party. I get it. The turtles will be I boning. Mm-hmm. 
and then maybe they will make more turtles. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'm thinking I'm going to go out and start tagging pythons if they all lead to record-breaking sex parties. But you're going to tag them? Yeah, because that's how they found it. So they tagged it and released it to track its mating Mm. patterns and where it went and things like that. Oh, and it went to a sex party. That's, yes. That's that's, what the headlines suggest. That's what the headlines suggest. But he really went to a snake, a python sex party. Oh. So it really wasn't as, I was picturing like a club, leather straps, (laughs) like I thought it was good stuff. And then. They're watching a video of Phil and Kaya. Like there's, (laughs) we're like our dogs. Phil and Kaya are there at the sex party too. Yeah. Oh my God. They have like something on like puppy porn hub, I guess. Oh. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's, that's. Okay. It's getting this weird now. Bleep all of that out. <laughs> so the the headline made you think that snakes were leading you that to snakes knew something human I sex parties. Yeah. But the snake was leading the researchers to a snake sex party. Yes, it was a little snake orgy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But well, I mean, good for them. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They will not end up on that endangered species list. <laughs> and I would say that that little ball sniffing turtle could learn something. He probably sniffs, he sniffs and breathes from down there. That would suck. (laughs) (laughs) That would not be a pleasant way to lead your life. (laughs) Um, I don't know if this qualifies for everything as marketing or if this is just a conversation about social media, but we used to have a segment way, way, way back, like before I think we even had corners where I would talk about dumb internet stuff. Do you remember this? No. You don't remember this? I would do stories about people who like got fired because of something they said on social media or like a. Oh, yeah, yeah, I vaguely remember that. This was a really, really like old days of the pod. So this kind of is like a throwback in that sense. And this is one of those stories that like I had serious feelings about, and I was disappointed that Patrick was laughing and not taking it seriously. And so I'm curious to hear what our listeners think, because there is a woman who is very upset because a video of her toddler-aged or her two-year-old daughter went viral after being frightened by an Easter bunny at her daycare. I'm bringing it up. And I showed Patrick the video thinking that he would be sympathetic, and he just laughed. (laughs) (laughs) Don't play it. It's hilarious. No, baby, it's not funny. It's really funny. It's not funny because this woman. I don't see why it's not funny. Here's why it's not funny, okay? Because this woman put her child in someone else's care. Yes. And she signed a form at the daycare center saying that there was to be no photos or video taken of her child. Absolutely. And then her child was scared Mm -hmm. by the Easter money, which. Granted, yes, it's an Easter money. It's not a scary thing, but the child was scared. And one of the people at the daycare center took video of the child and then posted it on the internet. And now that video is out there forever. And everyone is laughing at this little girl and she's scared. And I just think like, for me, two things. I watched a news segment about this and I will say, I did think it was kind of ironic that they played the video like 40 times in the news segment. Like she's mad about the video being played, but then she's authorizing it to be played in the segment over and over again. Like that was kind of strange to me. But I don't know. I just thought it brings up some interesting things about how people on social media will take footage of a stranger like on the train or Mm -hmm. something or in Times Square or children especially 
And then they will just post it without thinking about any of the consequences of the real person behind it. And then it's out there forever. And I just think about what happens when this little girl gets a little bit older and she goes to school and her classmates recognize her as the girl from that video and then they make fun of her. Possibly. It could happen. And and I know it happens often. Um, but there's two there's two sides to this. First, somebody should not have been taking footage of someone else's child, especially right. in a care setting like that. Second, I don't think people should put their children online, period. But then the well, other— if, if you want to post photos of your own child online, I think— Yeah, no, I think it's just a good—it's just a good rule of thumb to keep your kids offline as much as possible. Yes, I agree. I don't know. I'm of the mind, like, I get why people want to capture every moment of their kid and they want to share it with their family. But I do think sometimes it, I think it's kind of strange that there is like a phenomenon now of parents or just adults that are around children filming them at all times, hoping to capture something that will potentially go viral because a child cannot consent to that. And I gave you the example of the, the well. The cl- parents, the parents are the ones that can consent for the right. child. They so can they cons- make that decision. Right. They can technically consent for a child, but like a child is still should have some sort of agency. And like when you well, see, well, they can't have agency because they're children. Right. But I'm saying that like they should they should have some sort of agency over the fact that like this is still their identity and their image, and they have not said like I want to be on the internet and having everybody laugh at me dancing naked or like making a weird face or you know whatever it is I just I just wonder what is going to happen 10 years from now when Chloe like the little non-impressed girl that that meme I showed you were like yeah, her yeah, little yeah. sister is crying cuz she's going to go to Disney World and then they pan the camera over and Chloe's looking at her she looked like a suspicious bugs bunny yeah she's got little buck teeth she's very cute but they have put that little girl's face on everything see so here's the other side of like, it. I, I i understand the privacy issues and and obviously somebody crossed that line and to the extent that this mom is upset that this footage was taken outside of her authorization and put online like this. And, of course, once it's online, especially if it you becomes can't, popular— You can't take it down. It's game over, right? So so I understand she's mad about that. What, uh, what I think is a little less nefarious is that people think it's funny because it's a child who's terrified of something that's specifically designed— to delight children. But that's not why people think it's funny. They think it's funny because the look on her face. And the look on her face is priceless. And right. so I don't think, I mean, it's not really, there's no ill will there. It doesn't it, have to be ill and will, And it's also though. not, I mean, I. That's I, what I mean. It doesn't matter that there's no ill will. She's still a real person. And we don't know what I'm saying is that we don't know the, the, but the, the but consequences. But the mom was also mad that she was, the people were laughing at a child being scared. And it's like. Right, because that's her baby. <laughs> no, and I, I kind of get My baby. But she was like, but she was like, I can't believe people would laugh at a child being scared or frightened. It's like frightened by the Easter bunny who's literally doing the easter bunny dance for the class of yes. three-year-olds or two-year-olds yes. or whatever i mean absolutely we've all seen funny. we've all seen the it's pic- hilarious you this girl's face looks like when they when they find the people that were killed by the girl in the ring mm-hmm. and that giant gaping mouth that terror it, it looks just like that listen she looks I have, like the babadook i have definitely seen pictures for example from when the kids go to the mall to take a picture with Santa and the kids crying. And right. This, like, I've seen those, and those are funny. 
you know. What, and people love to use those as the Christmas card. Right. But, again, that is a parent deciding that they want to share that content. I agree. Two different and issues, though. I would also still argue that once that child becomes an adult, they may have complicated feelings about that material being out there. And I just don't think a lot of people think about that part. That when we see memes, and I'm guilty of it too. Like I have seen memes that I thought were like funny and then I found out the, like there's a one of Little Mama. Do you know who Little Mama is? No, I don't think so. She did that song, my lip gloss is cool, my lip gloss is popping. All the boys keep stopping. You know that song? My lip gloss. It's popping. It's popping. It's popping. Oh, my God. That sounds great. Sounds like a great song. <laughs> sounds awesome. It's not a good song. <laughs> Anyways, there is a gif of her crying, but she's, like, trying to smile while she's crying. Like she's. Oh, that's sad. And a lot of people share it as, like, a funny thing. As, like, a, oh, this is sad, but I'm, like, really trying to hold it together, you know, um, for whatever joke. I later found out that that was a gif of her on The Breakfast Club with Charlemagne, and they were making fun of her, and her mom had just died. And she was trying oh really God. hard to not cry, and so she's, like, trying to put on a smile, and they were just saying really mean things to her. And that has become, like, a funny joke, but it's, like, not a joke, right? And, like, that's what I mean is that, right. like— Well, also, though, I mean, if you see somebody smiling and trying to maintain a smile and then breaking down into tears and then trying to maintain a smile again— Well, she's not breaking down. Without context, you won't—you wouldn't know. Well, you could think she was acting. What I'm saying is that, like, there's context to the, to the facial expression. Right. That, that you wouldn't know unless you knew what it was from. Sure. And when, like, a meme or a gif gets out there— you don't know who the person is. You don't know their backstory. You don't know when it happened. You don't know anything about them. Mm. And that it, like, takes on this life of its own. And especially when it's children, I feel like it becomes a little bit more complicated because, like, a kid is just a kid. And sometimes they're going to do something silly or ridiculous or embarrassing. And for it to be out there in perpetuity. Look at you. Thank you. My <laughs> husband's a lawyer. <laughs> I just think that that is dangerous. I don't know. I just, it can be. It can have consequences, I think, that aren't foreseeable or foreseen by the people. You don't remember the it. Star Wars kid, the gif of the kid doing the Star Wars wand or whatever? He was, like, in his bedroom waving a stick around and somebody right. animated it to look like it was a Star Wars wand. And he later was, like, really depressed about it because everybody was making fun of him and, like, teasing him and, like... I don't know. I just always think about what happens to the kids behind them. Like, I want to behind the music, but, like, behind the meme. Yeah. That's oh. actually great. That would actually make for a great show. Maybe we should edit that out of the podcast so I could make that. Okay. Like, track we'll down do the people behind the memes, right? Like, Find out what, what their story is. Yeah. Why kid, was she eating popcorn? Right. <laughs> this, kid, this kid's going to be like, so I saw the Easter Bunny. I'd never seen an Easter Bunny before. <laughs> And uh, I didn't know what to make. I thought it was a monster. 
The Easter Bunny uh, killed assumed... part of my family. <laughs> yeah, that's that's terrible. No, She's like face. two years old. I know, but two year olds are very perceptive. <laughs> she is so. I mean, I, I here's the thing. The reaction is her so face, visceral. Her it's f- wild. She. It's is, hilarious. She looks so scared and then they zoom in on her (laughs) I feel so bad for her her mom says she's having nightmares I'm just see I do I I feel for everybody involved you're laughing but she's not having nightmares because of the meme you're gonna go to hell she's having nightmares because of the Easter bunny you are gonna go to hell and you are going to be tormented by a giant Easter 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 bunny and I will not feel bad for you Real quickly, there's something called a Higgs bubble Mm -hmm. that will eventually destroy the universe. I'm just putting that out there. You guys look it up. Great. (laughs) This is a new thing that we're trying. (laughs) We're going to make you do the work for us. (laughs) You want to know about it? Google it. (laughs) Um, So... A while ago, we talked about uh, the, I think it was the Cheetos restaurant. Remember that? Right, right, right. And we went through some of the things on the menu to see, would Patrick eat it? And we've decided to bring (laughs) this back for a new corner on the pod called, would Patrick eat it? Or... Put it in your mouth, your motherfucking mouth. Put it in your mouth. Can it's the you... turtle song. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that turtle's favorite song. That's his favorite song. So, can you please cut that into something? Sure. Why not? Okay. Well, I've said this before, and you haven't done it. Uh, yeah, I usually ignore. So there is a new burger at this restaurant. Uh, they have an exotic meat month where they offer different types of burgers. And um, they decided to offer a tarantula burger. The burger Mm. has a tarantula Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. top of it. Mm -hmm. So the burger is topped to the tarantula. And people say that the tarantula tastes like crab or a shellfish of some sort. Um, It also apparently comes with a metallic-y taste which I think is really scary and disgusting. Yeah, that's, scary that's not really. Because did you know, if you have a metallic t- taste in your mouth, it could be a symptom of pregnancy or that you have... <laughs> that's terrifying. Then recent, that's horrifying. I know. Every or, time I'm like, oh my God, am I pregnant? Exactly. Um, or that you could be going through chemotherapy. I think you would know that. Well, maybe... And it would probably be the the... the least intrusive symptom. Right. But you but I'm just saying it's a right. side effect. Yeah. And it's also um a symptom of dementia. Metal is the flavor of dementia. Interesting. Yes. That also sounds like the name of an album or something. The flavor of dementia. Yeah, it does. <laughs> My new metal band. Um so I also thought, what if you bit into the tarantula burger and it was pregnant? With little spider babies, and that's why it tastes metallic. Oh, and then it would taste really metallic-y. Right. Yeah. And the question that I want to know hardcore. is, would Patrick eat it? Is my tarantula pregnant? Yes. <laughs> the, so, lie, the, lie deter- so. the lie detector determined that you are the father of the tarantula babies. 
Okay, yeah. Yeah, Tarantula was at the sex party with all the, <laughs> with all the other animals. <laughs> um, um, I would eat it. I would. You would? I would eat it, and, and here's why. Because I have a history with soft-shell crab, and what? I think they're fantastic. And I think the association there is enough to get me past the disgustingness of eating a giant spider. Baby, I this, bur- this... It's also on top of a burger, I noticed. It yeah. is not the burger itself. No, no, no. The tarantula is on top of the burger, but the tarantula, he's like, he's kind of hairy. You don't know. You didn't know that they They have... don't burn the hairs off it? Yeah, I know they have hair, but when you cook it, it's cooked, right? It is cooked. I don't know if it's cooked. Oh, I don't... It doesn't look cooked. It just looks dead. <laughs> well, that's a start, though. That is so... I mean, it needs to be dead. It needs to... Um, it's probably somebody's, like, emotional support tarantula. That is so... I... <laughs> Somebody was like, couldn't bring it on the plane, so I ate so it. So I put it on a burger. <laughs> if you can't bring it on a plane, put it on a burger! That's what she should have done. At least the hamster would have gone to some good. Eat the hamster? I mean... It went completely to waste by flushing it down the toilet. Okay. I just want to put it out there for the record. Let the record show Patrick would eat a tarantula burger, and I'm seeing him differently already. <laughs> oh, so I have something. I want to see if you would if you would eat this. Mm-hmm. So there's a bar, and it is somewhere near where they do the Yukon Arctic Ultra, which is a race across the frozen wastelands. Mm-hmm. This bar serves something called the Sour Toe Cocktail, and I'm going to explain what that is in a second. But first, I'll tell you that somebody in this race, competitor Nick Griffiths, got frostbite bad enough that he lost three of his toes. Mm -hmm. And after they were amputated, he asked the doctor, can I have them? He took them from the doctor, he donated them to this bar, and now the bar has a cocktail called the Sour Toe Cocktail. And the signature is that in your cocktail is a floating human toe. No. No. <laughs> That's a hard pass. Please I think, let for the record. Please let the record show that I would not eat that, drink that, wouldn't even be in the same space as that. Oh my god! Why would they put a toe in I a don't, drink? I have no idea what the purpose of this is. I well, guess they've been doing it for a long time. So that toe has been passed around. No, 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 no. These are new toes. Where do they it. get the new toes from? That is a very good question. So people have to <laughs> offer up their toes? I think yes. I think because maybe in that part of the world, people are so frequently losing toes that they uh, that they just decided, you know what, let's put them in drinks. See, they didn't let it go to waste like the hamster. That is so gross. And I am judging anybody who thinks, you know what, I have gone through a traumatic experience like losing my toes and now yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, no, I'm I don't want to see it. <gasps> don't show that to me. <laughs> Stop it. Turn your computer around. That is disgusting. That is one of the most disgusting things I have that ever is so, seen. You know what that just makes life. me think that that guy was a freak and that somewhere in his heart he said even though I don't have a toe, I still want someone to suck on it. And that's gross. <laughs> and sir, reevaluate your life. Fetish. That is so nasty. And anybody that would drink that is so gross. I don't know why someone would do it. But it's funny because they have, when you order the drink, 
you have to sit in a special room and and you're chaperoned by someone they call the toe cap. <laughs> Why? Who watches you drink the drink with the toe in it. I just don't understand. I just like, don't know what job what like what job can that guy possibly have? Like why do you have to be under observation and supervision while you drink it? Because something is wrong with you. <laughs> to make sure you don't do something really stupid. Or like just, what are you gonna do? Or eat it? But also Maybe that's his job to be like, look, you don't don't eat that. No, no. If you're gonna eat it, I'm gonna take it away. Here's what I don't understand. Like after you drink it, they take the toe and put it in someone else's drink. Oh, I don't know if it gets passed around. Well, or how? It. There's only three of these toes. <laughs> right. So how? Is I don't this think it's. I don't drink? think it's a menu item. Like you can't get it anytime. So like, I just don't get it. Like, not only did you want to put a toe in someone's drink, you did not think about the longevity of this menu item because clearly <laughs> supply and demand is a thing. If you've ever- Probably not a lot of demand for well, this Well, I'm drink. just saying that <clears throat> if you've ever watched the show The Prophet on MSNBC, which I have watched, this is not sponsored. It's a show <laughs> about a guy who comes to your business and he evaluates if you are doing the things that will help make your business successful and, and one of the things that I've learned no I just have watched this show <laughs> and I have learned I've also watched a lot of Shark Tank and I have learned that if you want to have a successful business you have to make sure that there is a demand for your service uh -huh. and then that you can supply it right and so in this instance a drink that is premised <laughs> on having a toe inside of it uh -huh. if there are only three toes in your inventory, I would surmise you can only make three of these drinks. Right. So how Thank are you, you for going? This amazing business perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Honorary MBA. <laughs> Francesca Ramsey, I love how you like give yourself credentials and then you, <laughs> you almost My went over. My chair almost fell over. Listen, I'm just saying. I love that you give yourself credentials and then you reference Shark Tank. <laughs> and you learned like basic ass business. More than this bar that decided that they were going to have a drink with a toe in it and they only can make three of the goddamn drinks. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't. I don't know. I don't know why we're even why we're even talking about that. Well, it's not really the important part, right? It's nasty, and it wasn't a good <laughs> business decision. Call, and that's call the sharks. Well, exactly. <laughs> Get their take on this. It's a no for me. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't drink it either. And now it's time for listener letter. Okay. If you would like to send us an email, we would love to get it and potentially read it on the pod. You can email us at lmbpodcast at gmail.com. This week's letter comes from Robert from Columbus, Ohio. Hopefully we didn't blow up your spot because there's clearly only one Robert in the entire city and state. His email reads... So, R. Kelly is in the news again, this time for rightfully getting dragged by Vince Staples. This spawned the usual accurate narratives about the horrible treatment and lack of justice for black women in society. One thing I've never seen addressed, however, is how R. Kelly's victims, black women, are also his largest fan base and supporters. I feel like this might apply to Chris Brown as well. This is confusing and maddening. I feel like I'm missing something. Is this a symptom of a misogynist society? Am I wrong? Am I victim blaming? If so, very sorry. 
So just to add some context here, if you've potentially been living under a rock with oh, I was that, just about to ask with you that for this <laughs> do you not know this context? No. You don't? No, I think I do. Remind me. I know I know people were very upset with R. Kelly recently and um People have been upset with him from I, the beginning of time. R. Kelly but is But I saw a noted uptick in how upset people were or how many people were talking okay. about him. Um R. Kelly is a child predator. He right. I don't know if you remember back in like the nineties. Well, when Aaliyah was still alive, mm-hmm. he married her at 15. Right. I do remember all that. And they got her marriage annulled. But prior to that, and he wrote her whole first album, and the album was and the album was Age Eight, Nothing But a Number. And yeah, there was just a that. lot of like really creepy, inappropriate songs when you have the context of like R. Kelly, a grown man in his 30s, writing these songs for a 15-year-old girl and mm-hmm. then marrying her. He then also was taken to trial for or filming himself urinating on an underage girl. Mm-hmm. And um, there are lots of stories about him cruising high schools and elementary and middle schools looking for girls. Then he uh, put, there's allegedly has like a, a ring of women that he has kind of like brainwashed into being like his harem that he then has held captive and he like won't let them leave. He has, you know, assaulted a lot of young girls, right? Mm-hmm. And a celebrity, Vince Stables, recently said something about him as like, uh, R. Kelly is trash and I don't know why we don't take the things that he's done to black women seriously. And I think especially because of like the Me Too movement has been, you know, has been rightfully talked about and it seems like R. Kelly is a celebrity that for whatever reason, continues to get a pass, right. even though we have a lot of even evidence. Even though his, some of his crimes are like the most heinous forms of crimes. Yeah, I mean, right? they're, I mean, I don't necessarily like the idea of like comparing like who's the worst of the worst, but he's done a lot of bad things. And the argument is that unfortunately when your victims are black women, that a lot of people don't care, that the media does not look at it as, as big of a deal. And I think what Robert's question is, is why is it that R. Kelly, or how is it that R. Kelly still has fans, let alone black female fans, the same way Chris Brown still has female fans? Yeah. After it, it blows my mind. After abusing Rihanna and, and potentially almost killing her. Yeah, it blows my mind. And it reminds me of it reminds me of like the women who hold up the, the Trump supporting women that have signs saying like he can grab my pussy anytime right. and things like that. It's like you do realize that this is assault. Right. And you are saying like You're making light of it. I would be okay with that assault. I would be okay with being assaulted. Well, I think I don't think, Robert, that you are victim blaming. I think that you're asking a very valid question. Like, how is it that women Black women, in this case, are able to support a man who's done such horrific things to black women. Like, how can you still be a fan of this person? And I think there are, unfortunately, too many people in all communities that don't take sexual assault seriously Mm -hmm. and often find ways to blame the victim. And we did an episode about this on Decoded. It was very interesting about why people victim blame and the idea that there is this like just world complex where people believe that bad things happen 
because you did something bad. And it makes them feel better about themselves and it makes them feel safe. So it's easier to it's easier to assign a cause to it. It's easier than to it is say to just say like hey the world is, does include some terrifying people that and bad people things happen to good people that are willing to do things like this that sometimes bad things happen and you had no nothing to do with it and instead when someone gets assaulted they say well what was she wearing or she shouldn't have been there or her parents should have done this or right. why was a 14 year old girl at a concert or whatever it is right mm-hmm. and they do that because it makes them somehow feel better about the fact that this terrible thing happened but it could never happen to them because they won't they haven't done or wouldn't do x y and z so it sort of it sort of has the effect of insulating them against the fear of knowing that this sort of thing could happen to them right and a lot of people do this as like a feeling of security but also superiority because you saw this he did bring up chris brown i think that that was another analogous situation where chris brown has a history of domestic violence against women, mm-hmm. whether it's Rihanna or Carucci or, you know, he, he has stalked her and she had to take out a restraining order against him. And there are people who continuously say things like, oh, well, the sex must have been so good for him to continue to stalk her as if like that justifies him not respecting her boundaries. Right. It's like it's it's just victim blaming and it's this and with Rihanna there were people who had said oh well she hit him and it's like you know no one should put their hands on another person yes but he like beat her right, right. and and there is a power imbalance between a man hitting a woman in a in her face and a woman like slapping someone because she doesn't like the language she's using or whatever reason she potentially slapped him. Right. But people make excuses and they say, well, she deserved to get hit. And that's why if you run your mouth. Then well, she also wasn't being hit in response to having hit him. We don't she, know. We don't know. Like, well, there, we, were, there were like multiple incidents, though, right? No, there was one incident. So I, I don't know where I got this, but I thought there was like a pattern of physical abuse. No. In that relationship. No, they were in a relation. I mean, there could have been, but there was one photo that came out right. where he beat her. And, you know, it, unfortunately, a lot of people, including women, including black women that are Chris Brown fans, said things like, he can beat me any day. And that's or that she <laughs> like that is that is wild. When people start saying things that are so clearly against their own interests. It just it blows my mind. Well, I think that to the point here is that like the patriarchy negatively impacts everyone and that there are women, unfortunately, who believe that if they act a certain way, it protects them from abuse, from mistreatment. You know, you see girls that say, well, I'm not like other girls. I don't, nothing like that would ever happen to me. I'm not the kind of girl that could get raped. Or if that happened to me, here's what I would do. Like, people have all sorts of Ways to disengage with the Right, and ways to disassociate themselves and feel better about Mm -hmm. the position that somebody else is in. And it's very easy to do that when, first of all, you haven't been in the situation, and also you know the negative outcome, right? So it's really easy to say, well, I wouldn't have driven down that road because that road goes off a cliff. 
But like when you were driving down the road, you didn't know that it went off a cliff. So that's right. how they went off of the fucking cliff. Like right. it's easy to say that you would avoid that bad thing because you know that the bad thing is going to happen or did happen, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, so Hindsight's yeah, 2020. exactly. Hindsight is 2020. And it's really unfortunate that R. Kelly continues to somehow escape having any real consequences for the terrible things that he has done. And I can't even listen to his music. Like he has that song, my mind's telling your mind saying no, but my body's saying yes. And it's just like, ooh. What? This, really? Yeah, you know, my mind's telling me no, but my body's telling me yes. You ever heard that song before? Oh, wait, is it his mind telling him no and his body's telling him yes? Uh, yeah, it's like, it's... I, All I right, might that's be, not, like, that can be... My mind's telling me no, but my body's telling me yes. I mean, yeah, that's potentially questionable, but at the same time, it's like... I just think for somebody who has so many problems with, right. like, consenting adults, right. the fact that your body is telling you mixed things about, like, <laughs> whether you should be engaging right. in sexual conduct with someone, right. like, I think that that's a little creepy, and I can't oh, hear those lyrics is. I without... I mean, from, from, from him, it is. Right. Because you know what his body is telling him to do at this point. He's just singing really creepy lyrics about how he doesn't see anything wrong with bumping and grinding on you. And it's just like, mm. he could be singing about someone that's not consenting to this or mm. unable to consent. Right. Because that's what he likes. And that's right. really it's creepy. It's not above and, board. It's creepy and gross. And it sucks that people are turning a blind eye to it because they like his music. Or because they think that they're somehow above ever being the victim of abuse of any sort. It is gross. Disgusting. <laughs> he, end, he ends his letter by saying, love the podcast. <laughs> so I have another listener letter, and this is from Eric, and you'll appreciate this one. Mm. First, he says, hey guys, I started listening to your show about a year ago. I got so obsessed, I went back into the archives and listened to all of your old episodes. Love the segment intros, especially the guitar in between. It's so Flight of the Concords. Please don't change it. Keep up the great work. Uh, and then, and this is the most important part, mm -hmm. he says, P.S., Fran, please get your life together. Mr. Bungle is the jam. And yes, I'm a brother. I like how you say brother. Well, he wrote it that way. I know, I know he did, <laughs> but I like that you stuck to it. I you did. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying no to be, hard, no hard trying to be faithful to the email. No hard R on the brother. I, I love that he put that in there too, because we didn't even talk about no, like, we did oh, not. like you know, like white people are going to listen to. Mr. I would Bungle. never, and I would never, <laughs> and and you know what? But he I, picked up on it. No, 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 because no. it's implied there's, when you there's nothing, when you give a hard time to no, Mr. Bungle. No, it no, is. no, it's yes, not. It is. No, it is not because Eric thinks so. Well, Eric is wrong. <laughs> did you hear that, Eric? I hope he he's listening. He wrote us this nice email. And yes. you can tell him he's wrong? No, no, no. I'm telling him that it is great that he listens to Mr. Bungle. I never said or implied or insinuated that black people do not listen to Mr. Bungle. No, you didn't. I didn't. And I would never do that. And I take offense to that largely because my favorite band is Radiohead. And there is <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I listen to a white person's I'm music. I'm just saying. I That's listen great. To, I, I'm, I listen to all sorts of music. And for that reason, right. I would, I mean, and, and because I just think it's stupid to say that like, 
if you listen to a certain type of music, you're like less black or or you're not white enough or no, whatever no, no. it and is. And I know Eric doesn't mean any of that. I know he or doesn't, he but doesn't. you are saying that I implied it about Mr. Bungle, and I did well, not. It's not it, it I wasn't did implied not imply about, it. It wasn't implied about Mr. Bungle. What was I, it implied about? I think about? it's implied by the fact that you don't you know, know the children of destiny. Well, a lot of the pop, yes, exactly. A lot of the pop songs. I did a Grease were, reference, and you didn't know it. I didn't. Olivia Newton. Olivia Newton John is white. Is she? Yes, oh, okay. she is white. Have you not seen the movie Grease? There's not a black person in that movie. <laughs> I, I've heard as much, but I haven't seen it. Exactly. And so when I asked you about your childhood, if Ursula stole music from you, if you had happiness, if you were allowed to <laughs> laugh and sing and skip and dance and play like every other child, that had nothing to do with you being white, that had nothing to do with you listening to black music. No, I'm just saying that there are some songs that I feel everybody should know. Some of those songs are admittedly performed by black artists, mm-hmm. and some of them are ones that are performed by white artists, and sometimes I don't know what color the artist <laughs> is. A good song is a good song. And so with that, I will say <laughs> Mr. Bungle is not making any kind of music that I want to listen to. I just think you need to expand your horizons a little bit. I've heard their music <laughs> and it's to keep an open terrible. Mind. And Eric, if you want to listen to that garbage, <laughs> I affirm you. I have a little bit more respect for your uh tastes because you enjoy our podcast even though you had to throw in there that as a black man you also listen to mr bungle if you would like to email us (laughs) you can do so at lmbpodcast at gmail.com we would love to hear from you So last thing we want to talk about real quick before we go, um, the Vatican is currently having, as of the time of this recording, its 13th annual week-long exorcism conference. We will take one week and you will take the devil out of the person you love. Yeah. And it's really funny, too. I love this. It's like a little conference, Mm. but for exorcism. Mm. So both practitioners, priests, uh, and people who aren't priests come to this to learn about how best to exercise demons. Satan con. Of human beings. It's, yeah, it's pretty much like Satan con. <laughs> it's fantastic because they have these like little breakout sessions mm-hmm. like recognizing the devil. How do you recognize the devil? How do you like differentiate between, this one's actually a good one, possession and mental illness. Wow. Which is useful. Yeah, I guess so. Um, legal protections for exorcists. I would love to be an exorcist yeah, lawyer. Yeah, but because people have died during like an exorcism. Yeah, yeah. You want to make sure that you are protected. Right. So you need to know your rights as an exorcist. Wow. You know what's funny is that the word like when you exercise someone like it's exercise, like going to the gym exercise right. sounds like sit like, and be fit. Like yeah, exactly. Like taking the devil out of someone yes. in, is like a form of cardio. Like P90 exorcism. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I, like, I, like, I like the idea of the conference being like half personal trainers and half priests all looking to exercise. <laughs> Make sure your devil has abs. I love that though. You don't get rid of the devil. You mm-hmm. just make you him You just make him hotter. You just make him you just get give it? a rock wait, hard wait. body. 
You don't get rid of the devil. You just uh, make him hotter. That's adorable. Come on. That was funny. <laughs> I also want to know, does this conference include um, a space for devil's advocates? Who will speak for the devil? Is there anyone here who would like to stand up on the behalf of the devil? I would do that. You would be a devil's advocate? Hell yeah. You look like you would. <laughs> I want to make sure that they get the right personal training for them. You would. You know? I mean, like, I don't want, you know, if your devil's a little husky, I don't want him jumping right into powerlifting. I want him to lean out first. <laughs> you know, I want to lean him out and then add the muscle later. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Cardio, I'm talking high-intensity interval training how first. Many, how many payments is it, like... Sixty-six dollars and sixty-six mm. cents. You get what you see where yeah, I'm going. Yeah, I do. That was really clever. That was that was genius. Jesus you are about Christ. to fall over. Oh my god! <laughs> my chair. You know what it is? My chair is on like the carpet. I, I just hope the camera was facing <laughs> you, and we will do. We will just cut up both times that you almost fell out of that chair because you were because every time you lean back, you're doing your smug face. <laughs> And for you to go from smug face to I'm dying face, you look like the kid being scared by the Easter Bunny. Do not turn that. You know, <laughs> which I still think is funny. You are a bad person, <laughs> and I'm not surprised you also work for the devil. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an advocate for the devil, Fran. Mm -hmm. It's different. The devil needs representation too. Mm -hmm. you, someone must speak for the devil, and that person is Patrick. I'll do it. This was a riveting episode of Last Name Basis. If you enjoyed this week's episode, or maybe you have some thoughts or feelings about something that happened in one of your favorite corners, tweet us about it using the hashtag LastNameBasis, or you can tweet us at LastName underscore Basis, or you can tweet us individually at Cheskali. A tie optional. Because we would love to hear from you. You can also rate us on iTunes, right, Patrick? That's right. If you leave us a rating on iTunes, we might read it on the podcast. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. We don't make any promises on this podcast. Please rate us. It's very important. And before we go, do not forget that I wrote a book. It's called Well That Escalated Quickly, Memoirs and Mistakes of an Accidental Activist. You can pre-order it, wtequbook.com. I'm also going on tour with so many awesome people. And guess what? Patrick will be on the very first leg of my book tour so if you would like to meet me, if you would like to meet Patrick, if you would like to buy a book, if you'd like to get it signed, what else? Help me. That's, and, and, and don't forget that I have not written any books, but I have read some books, um, and, uh, and I really enjoy them. And Patrick will be in a blazer. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. So... Go to the website, wtequbook.com, for tour information and to pre-order. Is there anything else you would like to say before we leave, vacate, make our way to the next plane after the pod? No, I think I'm good. It was, it was a great time. We had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You just ramble for so long. Like, but, like, you, you were just throwing. At one point, you were just saying synonyms. You were like, vacate, <laughs> astral project. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> like, like, you don't know. You don't know how to just, like, improv. I know. You're right. And I every don't. time I throw to you, you look like a deer. You look like a deer in headlights. I look at you. I'm like.
right back to you're like, oh. You're like, me? <laughs> I'm like, you're like, oh, am I supposed to say something? It's... I'm like, oh, shit, it's the Easter Bunny. Oh, no. <laughs> you are so rude to the that little girl. No, you don't know. The she has night. Is... Mares. So she doesn't like the Easter Bunny. Nobody does. I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this was Last Name Basis from Brick Radio. Last Name Basis is hosted and produced by Francesca Ramsey and Patrick Condis. Our executive producer is Sasha Mathias, and our associate producer is Emily Bogosian. Our audio engineer is Onel Moulet. Our videographer is Curtis Boone. And our show is recorded at Brick House in downtown Brooklyn. For more information, visit brickartsmedia.org slash radio. There is can a... you do the intro? Okay, would you eat this? Okay, I just don't think you really gave you it want enough. Because do... <laughs> you want me to do it the way you want to do it. No, I just want you so to give a little production. Be like, would you eat it? Or like, eat it, eat it. No one wants to go and eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you do enough for both of us, right? <laughs> <laughs> you do enough for both of us is like the slogan for our podcast. <laughs> Why don't we do a bunch of different God, brick just, radios? Try I mean, it. But it's Please not, just say some. Just it's, so it'll be funny. From Brick Radio. <laughs> from Brick Radio. Brick Radio. <laughs> from Brick Radio. Hi. It's Brick Radio! <laughs> Live from Brick Radio. It's a Brick Radio! She's Matty Matty! <laughs> Just letting it all hang out. And the third little pig said, I'll build my house out of Brick Radios. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's a Brick Radio! Breaking, Miami police just uncovered 3,000 kilos of brick cocaine. No, brick no, radio. <laughs> my boss was coming down on me like a ton of brick radio. It's like fucking talking to a brick radio. My mom was so mad, I thought she was gonna shit a brick radio. <laughs> 3,000 brick radios of cocaine. I feel like I'm banging my head up against a brick radio. Follow the yellow brick radio. <laughs> <laughs> this is so embarrassing. <laughs> I have tears Ugh. in my <laughs> eyes. I'm laughing so hard. I'm just gonna shit a brick radio. <laughs> brick radio! <laughs>